WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Barrett Wynn, and it is Wednesday, January 6, 2021. The University of Illinois has released its plans for students to return to campus for the spring semester. All undergraduate and graduate students who left campus must resume COVID-19 testing immediately, and all students, faculty, and staff must receive two negative test results before being able to participate in on-campus activities. University administration advises students to remain in their residences until they receive a negative result on their first test, and the Safer Illinois app boarding pass will be reset between January 15th through the 25th, meaning building access will appear denied for students. Residence halls will reopen to students beginning on Sunday, January 17th at 9 a.m. With recent mutations in the coronavirus, concerns over accurate testing have been brought up by U of I professor Gustavo Caetano Enolis. The new, more contagious variant has been shown to interfere with detection for PCR tests. PCR tests already have up to a 20% false negative rate, according to a study by the ACP, and new tests may need to be developed in order to accurately diagnose those infected. However, the vaccines that have been produced should be effective against this new variant. And now, reporting on the arraignment of Kyle Rittenhouse, we go to WPGU's Jane Knight. Kyle Rittenhouse, 18-year-old Illinois resident who fatally shot two men and injured another at a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin over the summer, pleaded not guilty to all charges on Tuesday. Rittenhouse is free on $2 million bail, mostly raised by conservative supporters, for opening fire during unrest in Kenosha after the police shooting of Jacob Blake, who was shot in the back 29 times and left paralyzed. During the arraignment, Rittenhouse claimed he acted in self-defense. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers employed National Guard troops to prepare for additional unrest in Kenosha as a result of the Rittenhouse arraignment, as well as the announcement from the Kenosha County District Attorney on Tuesday that no charges will be brought against the officer responsible for shooting Jacob Blake. Rittenhouse's pretrial hearing is set for March 10th, and the trial is tentatively scheduled for March 29th. For WPGU News, this is Jane Knight. And now, with a report on investigative efforts by the World Health Organization, we go to WPGU's Tori Gelman. The World Health Organization has been working for months to obtain permission to travel to Beijing and conduct an independent investigation regarding the origins of the coronavirus. This has led to tensions, primarily between the United States and China, regarding the motivations of such an investigation. German biologist Fabian Lindertz stated that the intention was not to find or place blame on anyone, but rather to gain information that could help prevent future outbreaks. Though the deployment of investigators was supposed to begin yesterday, certain approvals and visa clearances had not yet been granted from China. WHO Emergencies Chief Dr. Michael Ryan expressed his disappointment at the delay, citing that some scientists had already begun traveling to Beijing. Many other countries, such as Australia, Germany, and the United Kingdom, are backing the United States' investigation in the hopes of bringing it to fruition as soon as possible. From WPGU News, I'm Tori Gelman. And, reporting on the Senate runoff races in Georgia, we go to WPGU's Justin Malone. 
Nine weeks after election day, the race for the Senate is almost over. Late last night, Democrat Raphael Warnock was elected with over 50.5% of the vote in Georgia, defeating incumbent Trump appointee Kelly Leffler. Though the race between Democrat John Ossoff and incumbent David Perdue remains too close to call. Ballots were not able to be counted until 7 p.m. Eastern Time when polls closed in Georgia, though a rule change allowed election officials to sort and organize votes before then, greatly expediting the process of counting mail-in ballots, which slowed results in November. Democrats hope to take both seats, splitting the Senate equally down party lines, 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans, giving the Democrats a majority thanks to Vice President-elect Kamala Harris's tie-breaking vote. However, if Republicans hold on to Senator Perdue's seat, they will retain the majority. For WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone. And that's the news for today. From WPGU News, I'm Bear Wynn.